This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are doing a show that was suggested to us by listener Talia. And that show is called Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we're doing an episode on lamb. Oh, I thought we were going to do a whole like uh, Groundhog Day thing there, or like Russian nesting dolls. Oh, that would be amazing. Where we keep talking with smaller and smaller voices till we're babies. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, the, no one else is going to get this, but we came up, uh, Lori and I came up with an idea for a baby podcast where at the end of every episode they say, bye, sweetie. <laughs> June June and I were once over visiting Matthew and Lori, and either Matthew or Lori said, bye, sweetie, to June as we were leaving, and she said, bye, sweetie. <laughs> but she said it with this amazingly sarcastic tone, like she knew she was making a joke. It was great. <laughs> She'll be our next guest on on the show. Indeed. So did you eat lamb as as a baby podcaster? <laughs> Why, yes, Matthew, I did. <laughs> if you keep doing that for, for the rest of the episode, um, I'll give you $50. <laughs> and, and the show will be canceled by the network. Anyway, uh, yes, I ate lamb as a kid. I seem to remember my dad enjoying lamb. I think that the primary cut of lamb we had at home was probably the old lamb chop, which now is actually kind of my least favorite. I am not like, you know, the whole um, canapé trend of the old lamb lollipop? Yes, I I, do. I don't like that. Why? I find that that is the most flavorless part of the lamb. And it's very easy for a lamb chop to have kind of a mushy texture. That is true. And I don't really like that. I feel like from watching uh, food competition shows, particularly Top Chef, like undercooking lamb is is always a clear and present danger. Like, yeah, and I, I don't want that. No, nobody wants that. No, no. But you don't want it overcooked either, right? That's so true. Although, then if you really push it past the edge say, like the old seven-hour leg of lamb. I'm so glad you brought that which up. Which we'll be talking about in a minute. Then that's a great thing. But it all has to do with what cut you're using and how much fat is in it and so on and so forth. So what you're saying is, like, if you want to, if you're going to go over the edge, go over the edge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And make it fatty. Yeah. No fear. 
Live extreme. <laughs> I I don't think live extreme is a slogan. <laughs> what was the t-shirt that, was it No Fear? Yes, it was No Fear. Was into? Also, um, I was for some reason reminiscing about like the t-shirts of my, my elementary school days. And, do you like, remember Stussy? I do Stussy remember Stussy. was like a really big deal. Do you remember TNC surf designs? No. It had like a yin-yang symbol, I think. These were incredibly popular and I don't think I ever owned one. Oh. Oh, wow. I can just. I don't, no, I don't remember that. I feel like there's like a countdown clock going on that we're going to mention hypercolor within seconds. Oh my God, right? I almost already mentioned it like <laughs> 20 course. seconds ago. <sighs> hypercolor. Okay, did you ever drip lamb juices on your hypercolor? No, I did not. I mean, Thank I, you God. know, like, I think the, the real. <laughs> the real meat of my childhood was was beef. I grew up in the old the old Great Plains. The old the old Great Plains. They ain't what they used to be. <laughs> anyway, so I remember having lamb, but it was not. I feel like lamb in this country uh, still has sort of a air of delicacy around it. Yeah, and I think that's been compounded by that slogan they were using: "Lamb, it's not what's for dinner." <laughs> oh. oh, Matthew. I do. What about your childhood? I definitely remember having lamb chops sometimes growing up but yeah they were always a they were a sometimes food in the words of cookie monster do you so the one thing that i remember learning about lamb as a kid is that you serve lamb with mint jelly oh and have you ever actually eaten that because i haven't i haven't either and like i I certainly immediately knew what you were talking about and yet like it didn't even come to me when i was putting together the agenda for this episode as a thing that happened it's like each type of meat served in its most proper way had like an accompaniment like pork and applesauce pork and applesauce, beef and horseradish cream. Sure. And uh, lamb and mint jelly. What goes with chicken? Everything, right? Yes. yes. Uh, uh, mm, dumplings. That's not a sauce. Mm, barbecue sauce. Mm, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, mashed potato. No. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> also not a sauce. Uh, gravy. <laughs> gravy. Yeah. Gravy. No. Nobody makes gravy with chicken, do they? I think people do. I, I understand it's more associated with like turkey. Mm-hmm. Well, you we have to really cover up the flavor of turkey. Yeah, with a great. You got to put some stuff on there. Yeah, there are so many things in life that it would be nice if you could gravy over. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I kind of like. What if you could just gravy over like a whole weekend? Yes. Oh, I think I've gravied over a whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, there's like, uh, you know, I, there were parts of like my 20s that I that I feel just, like should have been gravied over. over. <laughs> and like, I think I think my mind like like there's there's like a gravy uh, deposit like in my brain that's gravying over some of those memories. I think I think that there was like a period of time between long term relationships in my my oh. 20s. And I, I could gravy over a whole bunch of that. You know, I got married when I was 20, right? I always forget that. God, when I was 20, I lost my virginity when I was 20. Uh huh. And uh, as we discussed previously, as we discussed previously, I wasn't there. (laughs) That's true. I feel like we should (laughs) always clarify. Right. Yeah. So wait, but you didn't lose your virginity when you were 20. No. No. I like how you just say <laughs> I'm a tough interview. <laughs> I've got to work on my Terry Gross skills. Yeah, you got to, you got to, um, uh, what's that? Charlie Rose me up. <laughs> Charlie Rose me up. Yeah, baby. So let's get back to it. Lamb chops of your youth. Um, I think, yeah, I, the, the thing I was trying to remember, so there's like the two common shapes cuts of lamb chop there's there's like the sort of heart-shaped loin chops i don't even and then, know what you're talking about and then there's the the lamb popsicle yeah the rib chops okay you would recognize the loin chops 
I would. They're the little. They're 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 kind of. I'm making I'm making a little heart. But there's no bone there. There's a bone. It's it's oh, like okay. the lamb equivalent of a T-bone steak, but much much. Oh, smaller. I know what you mean. Yes. Got it. I got I got it. Got it. Okay. And uh, I don't remember which which ones we had when I was a kid. When I make lamb chops now, and maybe maybe I'm not allowed to progress past the memory lane segment yet. But when I make <laughs> lamb chops now, I make rib chops. Okay. The kind you don't like. Okay, so that would be like the lollipop kind. Yes. That has a bone only on one side. What I'm trying to say is I represent the lollipop guild. (laughs) 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 I wish to welcome you to Munchkin Land. I was, I was, first of all, I was, I was like afraid when I said that because I'm like, this is a bad joke. And I was like, wait, what if Molly has no idea what I'm talking about? Of course I do, Matthew. And then I felt bad. You're like the same person. I felt bad because like, I mean, of course, Molly would know what I'm talking about. And also, like, who doesn't know The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> like, have, yeah, have you heard of this movie, Star Wars? Oh, my God, you've got to see it. There's this guy, his name is Darth Vader. Uh-huh. He flies on a winged monkey, mm-hmm. an X-winged monkey. <laughs> okay, anyway, so um, what about more recent lamb experiences? Like, I feel like right now... When I think about lamb, I think about one of two things. Okay. I feel like the lamb burger really yes. came into its own a couple of years ago, and now they just, they're just they just everywhere, uh-huh. like lamb burgers. So ground lamb, I think, is, is pretty easy to get now. It is easy to get. I got it at my local nothing special supermarket. Yep. <laughs> Which- <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> nothing special supermarket. <laughs> Around the corner from you, no matter where you are. Yeah, that is that is kind of what it's like, because there's one up the street and one of the same brand of nothing special supermarket <laughs> down the street. Okay. And anyway, both of them have ground lamb. Anyway, the other the other uh, version of lamb that I often think of um, is like a leg of lamb. So, you know, big old hunk of meat, sometimes butterflied. People love to grill it. Uh, you can cook the crap out of it and mm-hmm. it'll kind of fall apart in a nice way. Have you done this? Because when you said leg of lamb, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's leg of lamb. Um, so it's my cousin Katie. Um, she buys leg of lamb, I think, at Trader Joe's and it's mm-hmm. already butterflied. Oh. And she like stuffs it with like garlic and olives and other things. And then she grills it. And it's one of those things that kind of like. I think can make you seem like a real wizard of everyday cooking. Yes. It, it, like, I feel like when somebody says, oh, well, I'll, we'll just, let's just do a leg of lamb. It's like, oh, well, let's just fly to the moon. Yeah. Like, then Hagrid shows up to your bar- barbecue <laughs> and says, you're, you're a wizard, cousin Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of this Harry Potter thing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you referenced Hagrid. <laughs> these books about a wizard? You should read them. <laughs> Is there like a love story? Is there like a kid named Weasley? No, you're thinking of something else. <laughs> you're thinking of the wind in the willows. <laughs> the wind. Well, what about Willow of Good? That movie. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay, Do you remember the movie Willow? Oh yes, but Willow. I don't think I've seen it since it came out, and it didn't. Willow of good. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna assume that that's what it was like. <laughs> I, I was I was reminiscing about the movie uh, Labyrinth the other day. Oh my god, Labyrinth is so great. Yes. I have such like deeply, deeply associative memories with that movie. With David Bowie in particular? Um, Yeah, the whole part where he's like singing and he's like, who's the babe with the... the?" (laughs) (laughs) No, please. (laughs) Don't stop. (laughs) Like, 
the kid with the babe, the babe with the kid, like whatever he's tossing the baby. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody's got to know what song I'm talking about. Or, hey, can we talk about how beautiful Jennifer Connelly was in that movie? Oh, yeah. I wanted to grow up and be her. I wanted to grow up and meet her. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, so you got what I was going to say about the leg of lamb is, um, <laughs> what? I'm just picturing David Bowie with like his mullet to toss in this baby around with a, have whole a mullet. with a whole bunch of like zombies. And, but like, but he was so zombies. cool. Like was that the world? So cool. Is is that the coolest mullet Goblin. in history? Goblins. Yes. Goblins. That is I, the cool. That is the only cool mullet in history. The I Goblin think, King. Yeah. Mullet. I think we. I think we nailed it there. Uh, Okay, so can we go back to Leg of Lamb for a minute? Or I mean, I realize this is a like an '80s movie podcast, and, and somehow we keep getting off topic and talking about food. But um, I want to go back to a couple things about Leg of Lamb. First of all, you said it came butterflied. So is butterflied is one of these terms that I think I know what it means, but I'm not always a hundred percent sure. <laughs> well, let's let's watch Molly fall on her face while trying to explain it. I so, don't mean you. I was gonna. No, no. I was gonna go so ahead and say. Means, I think it means basically that not only has the bone been cut out of it, but it has been cut in such a way that you can open it out as like a flat like slab of meat. A flat slab. Yes. Yeah, so it's not so thick that it takes hours to cook through. Exactly. Is that the idea? Exactly. So uh, most of the time when I've seen somebody use a butterfly leg of lamb, they've then kind of like stuffed it and folded it back on itself and tied it and then cooked it. So, but I think you probably could cook it in its flat form. You know, it occurs to me that once again we're doing a show about something I know absolutely nothing about. Well, let me let me extend that concept by asking you, isn't a butterfly knife a thing? Ooh, was this yeah. only How does that work? Is it only boys that were into cool knives as yes, kids? Yeah. Okay, cuz I remember when a kid thinking like someday when I grow up, I am going to own a switchblade knife, which would I a, do not. Would a butterfly? <laughs> They're knife, illegal to start with. <laughs> would a butterfly knife be? I think it's it's a knife that you kind of flip open in a cool way. Okay, that's that's what I think. So if and used to butterfly meats. So if you're gonna like you know, um, if you're gonna rumble, <laughs> <laughs> which incidentally I am. I'm so glad Are you brought you that up. Rumble I, with a leg of lamb. Um, yeah, I forgot. I was I was challenged to a wait. You can't be challenged to a rumble. Like no. a, I mean, there's no such Did thing as a one on one rumble. I got served <laughs> a process server like brought me a subpoena to a rumble. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine if there was a book called Subpoena to a Rumble <laughs> or a movie? Anyway, go on. They're making it into a movie. Okay, what were you going to say? What I was really going to say is. Um, well, I wanted to ask about butterfly knives, of course. Um, leg of lamb to me is in the category of like, you know, impressive roasts yes. that I will never do because yeah. I don't have a grill and you can also roast it and I, I understand, you can but I, smoke it. I don't have a smoker, but also like I mostly, I, I use meat as an ingredient more than as like a thing I'm going to plunk down Clearly on the table. Clearly you have read a lot of Michael Ballin. Well, I, I realized how that came off when I said it. I, I want to be clear. You are I, so I eat lots correct. of meat. You do eat lots of meat. But no, I think that the, the dish that we're going to talk about today is actually a great example of... It's a great example. It's a great example of, of, of a dish. 
Really? Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. I had two helpings. Hold on. So let's let's focus on ground lamb for okay. a minute. So I actually buy ground lamb pretty frequently. I have some meatballs that I make that it's are good. in my first book, I think. I think so. Uh, they've got pine nuts and golden raisins. You put them, um, you serve them with like a yogurt dipping sauce. Ooh, that's, yes. I remember really, this. Really, really good. They were in your column once. Your, your... No, that was a lamb sausage oh, I developed for, okay. for old Bon Appetit. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how they refer Anyway, old Bon Appetit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was my very first column for them. I have a serious question about the French language. Is there an equivalent in French of ol, O-L apostrophe? <laughs> like, it, would it just be like, le, le vieux, mm. la, la, vie, la vieille ferme, something like that? Like, the old farm? I think it could be like, mon vieux pote, or... My, my, my old pal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good. Well, let's just keep talking about things that I don't really know anything about. Okay, so anyway. I'm a, I'm a great interviewer, so right? I'm like, I'm like making you go there in, you, in the same way Charlie Rose would. You are. You are. Um, so in that sense, let's really go there and switch over to talking about sausage. Okay. So I love a good lamb sausage. You can easily make it at home yourself and fry it off as patties, or you yes. can, of course, buy them. Lamb sausage with feta in it. Ooh, that's a really really good thing. Can I just say, I love sausage patties. Really? I'm more of a sausage link. I mean, I I never say no to a sausage link, but I I remember, I think it's, uh, it all started with uh, like breakfast as a child and like, Mm -hmm. you know, getting, getting like a uh, sausage patty for breakfast. I'd rather have a sausage link for breakfast. Something about the patty, man. Wow. Cool. All right. Well, so what about like merguez? Oh, that's delicious. I think... What, what's interesting to me about, about lamb sausage is it's like, you know, it's so similar in a way to pork sausage in that you take some ground meat and you flavor it and, and salt it and that's your sausage. But lamb is has so much more of a distinctive flavor yeah. than ground pork that you have to like flavor it much more aggressively and it comes out being like a totally different And there's something palette. about the way that like the the fatty lamb flavor of sausage yes. is really, really nice. Like, I, I will admit, I don't always love the flavor of leg of lamb or like lamb shanks. Oh my God, my dad used to cook lamb shanks. Lamb shanks are good. I almost forgot. So I used to love that. Like he'd do like lamb shanks with white beans. Yes. There's something about it. I mean, it is a very particular flavor, that part of the animal. And... I'm really on the fence about it, about the old lamb shank. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're you're absolutely right that it comes down to the the flavor of the lamb fat. It's like you know you can you can take like pork fat and put it in all kinds of things. You know, you can basically just substitute it for any oil. You can put it in your in your pie crust. Like it's always going to be good. Put it in your pipe and smoke you can, it. You can put it in your pie crust and smoke it if you have a smoker, which we already <laughs> determined that I don't. Um, but lamb fat is going to make everything taste like a leg of lamb. And sometimes that's great and uh, and you should go for it. And sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my stand. Sometimes you should. Sometimes you shouldn't. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra may be the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. So uh, Molly is out of town, so I have here Abby, our producer, who is the proud owner of a Third Love product. And uh, we're going to be like, you know, if you've, if you've listened to Startup or Mystery Show, uh, you know how they, their ads, they kind of interview people about their experience with the product, maybe talk to someone at the company. We don't have anyone at the company, but, uh, but we've got Abby here. 
Yeah, I'm the next best thing to Molly, totally on this podcast. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> like I said, Molly's out of town. You could be, you know, watch the throne. Is that the, is that what the kids say these days? I've never heard this phrase. I think it's like a, a Jay-Z, Kanye West album. <laughs> and I'm album. the youngest one on this podcast team, and I don't know this phrase. Okay, so we're, we're talking about Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra. I'm gonna I'm about to say, like, you know, it's super smoothing and molds to your shape, but but you are, you, you've used the product. You tell me. It's true. I was going to ask, have you tried the product? I have not tried the product. I mean, I've held it in my hand. Oh, good. Well, that's close enough. No, yeah, I think it's a wonderful bra. I don't have it on now because I had to wash it since I wore it so often. That's a good testimonial. I, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that you're not wearing it right now as if like this would be important on the radio. Yeah, just in case anyone was like testing me. Right. So uh, so what do you like about it? Um, it's very smooth and it has no nonsense. My favorite part of it is that it has little tiny pleats on the straps but that's about it for embellishment. You know, it's will hide under any outfit and I don't have to worry about what specific shirt to wear with it. I see what you're saying. So it doesn't <laughs> doesn't have like any any features yeah, that would like show through bows. or stick out. Yeah, there's bows or little lace things or ridiculous colors that just, you know, don't hide and don't just do their job. And that's what I like about the 24-7 t-shirt bra. Did you know that listeners can get their hands on one for free? I've heard a rumor that this is possible. So here's how it works. You, uh, you go to the website, which is uh, thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. You uh, pay $1 for shipping. They send you the 24-7 t-shirt bra. You try it for 30 days. You can wash it. You can cut the tags off. You can, you can take it for a swing around town. <laughs> Sounds as, great. As people do. Uh, and if you don't love it, send it back and they'll refund your money. And if you do love it, keep it and they'll charge your card. That's awesome. There's a bra for 30 days for you in it for sure. So go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started. <laughs> Let's talk about the dish that you made today. It uses ground lamb. I'd never had it before. In fact, I didn't even know how to pronounce it. Would you say it for us? Pastizio. I wanted to say pastizzo. Yeah, that's that's another way of saying it, an incorrect way. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's you know, it's a kind of a Greek style casserole dish that I think was popular in some recent decade in America. You know, so it's kind of like macaroni and cheese. It with is ground definitely lamb in it. a macaroni and cheese dish. And there's something about the the wonderful silkiness of the cheese that really reminded me of Velveeta. Am I allowed to say that? How you, did you get that? Oh, I, I will tell you how I got it. Um, it and you are absolutely right to sort of compare it to Velveeta because it's a mixture of uh, pecorino romano, cream, and cornstarch. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, so that's what created that smoothness. Yeah. So it's got. I mean, it's a. It's kind of a, you know, throw everything in there and it's got to be good kind of dish because it has ground lamb, lots of onions, cheese and cream Ugh. and and plenty of salt. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really delicious. We'll post the yeah. uh, the old recipe on the old website. How many times can I use the word old? <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, welcome to, welcome to Old Week. Can you start saying ye old? <laughs> start putting it on ye old website. Uh, um, so what else do you do with lamb? So the the other thing that I do with lamb is like pan fried lamb chops, sauteed lamb chops. So um, sometimes when my mom Judy Amster, who you may have heard of on the show before, hi Judy, she will go to Costco and she'll, I'll get a phone call from her from Costco, and this is always great because she's like, "I'm at Costco, you want anything?" And I'll say, "Can you bring me one of those racks of lamb?" 
That's uh, where my mom buys her racks of lamb. Of course. That's where everyone buys their racks of lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the like the Australian lamb, and it comes in the uh, like the shrink wrap that's really hard to take off. Hey, hold on. What is the deal with like Australian or like New Zealand lamb? Like, uh, do they just grow like the all the world's lamb? Well, here's what I have been told, but have never done a side-by-side comparison. Um First of all, I think uh, that it's somehow Lord of the Rings related, like everything in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've heard is that American lamb tends to be bigger and more mild flavored, and Australian and New Zealand lamb tends to be smaller and more intensely flavored. Interesting. So Interesting. maybe when you've had like the lamb lollipops that you thought were under flavored, they were maybe American. Maybe it was American lamb. I don't know. Oh. Oh, interesting. Anyway, so I take the I take the um, the Costco rack of lamb. I trim it up a little. Take take like there's this after you wrestle the plastic off of it. After I wrestle the plastic off of it, which is it's it's a harrowing experience. It sounds like you're actually kind of having a bit of a rumble with it. Uh, yes, yeah. it, the the did rack you, of did lamb. You get out your butterfly. Challenges knife. me to a rumble. I whip out my butterfly knife and uh, and shave off the plastic. And then it, it's really kind of fun to break it down because there's this there's this like strip that I believe is equivalent to a skirt steak, mm-hmm. um, like along the bottom that uh, that is separated from the rest by a big layer of fat. So I kind of peel that off and trim it and cook it like as a little treat for the cook or the cook's oh. daughter. Oh, that's um, so cute. And and then like slice it up into chops, which I'm, I'm doing a chopping motion with mm-hmm. my hand because mm-hmm. it's not t- possible to talk about slicing something into chops without doing that. And um, then just like hit them like for like 90 seconds on each side over high heat in a skillet. Wow. It's great. Cool. Do you put anything on them? I put salt and pepper on them. And that's all. And that's it. Do you put it. any olive oil in your pan or um, high heat oil? Yeah, I put a little oil? a little bit of oil in the pan, just a okay. little. Okay. Um, and they, it browns so beautifully. Oh, wow. You sound, you're, wow. You're making me want a lamb chop. Hey, mom, if you're listening, can you go to Costco? (laughs) So I was just remembering seeing on menus in France um, a particular dish that I think that they called like... Gigot à 7 heures. Is that it? Or Yeah, but then there's also like gigot à la cuillère or something like oh, that. Oh, like, absolutely. Like like the idea being that it's so tender that you could you could like literally eat it with a spoon. Like eat, it, eat it with a spoon. Which is a cuillère. A cuillère. Anyway, I always love the idea of that. And somehow I think I love the idea of it more than I might actually love eating it. Have you read uh Adam Gopnik's book Paris to the Moon? I read it when it first came out. Um, there is a part in there where he cooks that dish for Alice Waters yeah. when she comes to visit, uh-huh. and uh, and like it, uh, you know, it basically like falls apart into into just mush. Um, uh-huh. But but it's okay. Awesome, good story. Um, yeah, that it's he tells it a little better than I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I like that book. I liked that book too, and I I've, I I have two other books of his that mm-hmm. I have not yet read. That's kind of my thing. When when there's a book that I want to read, I buy it and then I just bring it home and like and then I, I, I basically just give it a memorial service on my bookshelf. There is a word for this in Japanese. The word is uh, tsundoku. And so what, what does that mean exactly? It means like accumulated books. Like, oh, like, like books books you buy and never get around to. Okay. Gosh, but it gives me so much comfort to have them. Yeah. It's like one of the few things that I don't mind having a lot of, uh, like, it doesn't have to spark joy for me, Matthew. Oh. It, it, it's, it, it ignites a low rumbling fire that keeps me warm. It challenges you to a low rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Why is finding a great fitting comfortable bra so hard? And why do I feel so uncomfortable that I and not Molly am the one sitting here and doing this ad? Well, you're going to love Third Love. It's an exciting new lingerie brand that uses real women's measurements to create better fitting bras, and they have a 100% fit guarantee. If you don't like it, returns and exchanges are always free. So try the best-selling 24-7 t-shirt bra for free for 30 days. Start your free trial now at thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. Well, this has been our lamb episode. Talia, I really hope that we did it. I almost said vengeance. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is a really violent episode. We had butterfly knives. We had a rumble. We've uh, we've taken a vowed vengeance on <laughs> on a lamb chop. Um, all right. Uh, you can find us online at Spilled Milk Podcast. Did I say milk funny? I think I said like, Spilled Milk. I think you said Spilled Milk. <laughs> like, Sometimes you do say milk. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Did you know that June says mook? She says that she wants some warm mook. You know what Iris said for milk when she was like one? Nah. <laughs> don't know don't know where that came from uh but then didn't she also say she wants some milkies yes um that was breast milk yes it yeah. was uh you can find us online <laughs> well, now I, now I, <laughs> well now just ending the episode on matthew's wife's breasts <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast <laughs> podcast whatever and uh oh on the website we'll post uh the uh pasty tea recipe mm-hmm. which and, is from cooks uh, illustrated i should say you can also leave us a review on itunes it's very helpful it helps uh future listeners find us yes future listener you can <laughs> what you can always tell when you listeners meet a future listener future right because they're wearing like a, a jumpsuit <laughs> <laughs> and like head some kind of futuristic headgear and um, they're they're using cool future slang Can, I, I wanted to come up with an example of some cool future slang and i've got nothing do you know any cool future slang um like that's really threadbare man okay uh that didn't work good effort though thank you uh and until mm. next time thank you for listening to spilled milk uh we're challenging you to a rumble the two of us against all of you I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Especially for somebody like you, just goes around all day touching stuff with your tongue. I mean, that's true. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I, I should make clear that what I mean is, uh, I'm not supposed to touch like stuff inside my mouth. Oh, with my tongue. It's good. Fine. <laughs> like stuff outside my mouth, it's it's fine. I can I have like free range, free reign. <laughs> <laughs> full range I have, I have of, full, of full range of tongue motion uh, <laughs> and free reign to, to lick anything in my path everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese, that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.